and welcome to another episode of the Pet Psychic Radio Show on Blog Talk Radio. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. We got the chat room open. Is anyone in there? Yes. We have our friends, Boo Boo, Safe Pet Haven, IMD Witch. I don't think I know them. Maybe they're new listeners. Hi, everyone, and thanks for hanging out with us. Laura, are you there? I'm here. Hi, Laura's everybody. here. Laura, our pet psychic. And uh, tell us about Hi. what's uh, what you did the other day. You were on a podcast. Oh, yeah. I was on this great podcast, um, Haunted South Paranormal. Ooh. And it's uh, Stacy and John Edwards put it on. And um, I actually really liked them. I was a little nervous at first that they were going to be like totally out there, like crazy paranormal, but they uh, were pretty down to earth and, um, I really enjoyed being on their show. So you have to check it out. I posted it on our Facebook page, Pet Psychic Radio, and I posted it on my website, thepetpsychic.com and on my Facebook page, which is Laura Stinchfield. Awesome. Okay. So, Tell us again which um which your website's again the Facebook it's on the uh, pet psychic page radio page yeah it's on yeah sorry I talk really fast mm-hmm. it's on um pet psychic radio mm-hmm. is our Facebook page mm-hmm. or Laura Stinchfield which is my uh, fan page and my website thepetpsychic.com. dot com yeah you can go so- to the blog page and you'll see it. Awesome. I know I tried to listen to it today, but I didn't have time and I just wanted to go to your spot. So I was like shuffling through it and I just couldn't couldn't get to it. But I did see it you on the page. Like, I want to listen to it later. I think these guys do t- a TV show too. And I, they also have a, a, a app for the iPhone or iPad. Pretty Ooh, cool. amazing. They got it together. But I was thinking we should have them come and go to the Griffith Park Zoo with us. Oh, that would be so awesome. Because they have all this great equipment, and it would be fun to do it with them. Yeah, let's ask. Yeah, I'll ask them. They're from Tennessee, so I don't know if they travel, but yeah. for a haunting, maybe they would, you know? <laughs> that would be so cool. Uh, anything going on in your house? How's Storm King doing health-wise and spiritually and everything else? Yeah, everyone's doing good. We just can't complain. We've been uh, thinking positive and um, saying our prayers every day and being thankful. And I asked the animals yesterday for an article of, like, like who they pray to, you know, and mm-hmm. if they pray. And all my animals said that they pray, and two of them said they pray to St. Francis, hmm. which is true. Yeah, because we have a statue out front, you know. And then Makia said she prays to the Buddha, and every time she prays to the statue Buddha, that birds come and sit on the the Buddha's head, and she thinks that the, the eyes of the Buddha begin to look real when she prays. Oh, wow, yeah. that's cool. I know, it was really sweet. And one of them said that I had St. Francis, like, following me around, like, mm-hmm. telling me to keep at it. <laughs> I thought that was kind of neat. That's cool. Can everyone hear uh, Ripley barking? Yeah, what's going on with her? She wants to be on the show. <laughs> she's, like, she has this thing where she's learned to use the dog door, but she can only go out and she can't come back in. She can't figure out how to get back into the house. <laughs> but she knows yeah, how to she... go out, so she leaves, and then she can't get back in. I can't believe she still hasn't learned it. I know. It's really weird because she's come in, like, she's done it before. Like, she's come back in, but she can't do it regularly. But she can regularly go outside. She just can't come back inside. Very, wow. yeah, very quirky and odd. Uh, let's get to How some phone calls. How are they all doing? Is everyone doing well? At oh, yeah, everyone's doing well here. Everyone's just hanging out, you know. Everyone's he- healthy and happy. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. We got so many phone calls, so I just want to get straight uh, into this. All right, today. let's get straight to them. Okay, um, first, our first caller, we have a uh, update. So, Natasha with the guinea pig. 
<laughs> hey, Latasha. Let Ripley in. Why? Why you're? Why we're talking to? I know. I'm gonna let her in. So, hey, Latasha, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, Yeah, I'm here. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. So the last that we talked, um, I adopted a new guinea pig for Mukau. And I know we had talked with the, about the body language, asking Mukau, like, if he likes the guinea pig to do something and if he doesn't like him to run away. Well, the whole entire time that we were at the rescue, he just ate grass. <laughs> Every time oh. he was paired with a guinea pig. He wasn't very so much every help. Time he was, every time he was paired? <laughs> well, except for this one guinea pig that was a dominant male, and I thought I thought fur was going to fly. So I was like, okay, separate them. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. So Riddle really stood out to me because nobody wanted him. He's been, he was born in the shelter, and no one wanted him because he has red eyes, which is ridiculous. So when he was with when he was with Mukau, I mean Mukau, you know, he did his little humping thing. That's established dominance, and then after that, they were fine. They ate grass together. Well, ever since I got him home, Mukau has kind of been the intimidating one, and and um, Riddle's been coming out of his house a little bit. But I I'm not a, I'm not too sure. I want I just want to make sure that he's happy here, and I made the right decision by adopting him. And I wish you could talk to Ms. Hachi to ask him if I made the right decision. I'm just not 100% sure. Oh, okay. And so, so, but, like, I see in the pictures that you sent that they look like they're getting along, okay? Yeah. I mean, if there's grass, they're fine. Oh, if there's um, grass, like, they're fine. Yeah, because they're eating. Um, in the yeah. house, they, uh, Richard said that he saw them in the house together just hanging out. So I think they're starting to get used to each other, but I think Mukau is just, I think he could be a little bit intimidating for Riddle. So okay. I just wanted to, ask, I wanted to ask Riddle if he's happy here, if he's happy living with Mukau, and if he likes his name, because that was the name that the animal shelter gave him, but I don't know if he likes it or not. What, if, if Riddle likes his name or Mukau likes his name? Riddle. Mukau is our okay. guinea pig. Oh, I one. love the yep. name Riddle. I'm going to tell him I oh, love okay. the name Riddle. Okay. Okay. okay I'm going to get a hold of them. And you tell the listeners how gorgeous they are and what they look like. Riddle is all white. He's an American guinea pig, um, all white with red eyes. And he actually has a little tail at the end, kind of like what Trooper has. So he might have a little bit of satin silky in him like Trooper did, my other guinea pig who was passed away, who you talked to. And then Mukau is an American guinea pig, and he is brown, black, and white. Mukau says Riddle is not that smart. I hate to say it, but he's really sort of slow in his moving and thinking. I'm like, talk to me, and he's like, duh. I'm like, you're not even thinking at all. Mm-hmm. And he just looks at me like I'm a stranger. Well, what we're going to tell Mukau is that Riddle probably never had people that spoke to him. And so that the more he gets used to the family and the more that um, Mukau talks to Riddle and you talk to Riddle, the smarter Riddle will be. So he just has to be patient and be his teacher. And is Riddle mm-hmm. young? He's a year old. And so maybe so he's he was, just a little bit younger, too. So he has to consider I mean, that. And he was born in the shelter. So and she has, like, between 50 to 60 guinea pigs. I mean, she can't handle all of them. So she oh has to be able to handle him as much as she would like. Oh, yeah. And so the animals that are spoken to more by people, they tend to be more intelligent in that way. I mean, I wouldn't say that they're more in, the more intelligent period, but they're they're more intelligent. They're more used to like to thinking about complex subjects, and so that's what Mukau is looking for. He just needs to be a little bit of patient. I'm trying to be patient, he says. Okay, let's ask Riddle what Riddle thinks. I like it here. Everyone's really nice to me. Aww, and Mukau is handsome. 
when I look at Moo Cow, I think I want to be like that. I like my name because she sings it. And she holds me really nice. I'm happy here. It's better to be there any- from all the noise. Oh, yeah. Is there anything we could do to to make him more comfortable? Oh, Riddle says that Moo Cow doesn't like him because he doesn't, because Moo Cow doesn't know how to move in a wiggle. But I think he's saying, like, he doesn't know how to, like, move around. Maybe if he was with a lot of guinea pigs, maybe he doesn't know how to kind of, like, move with guinea pigs. He, Moo Cow has it. Yeah, Moo Cow what? He says Moo Cow doesn't know the system. He's a little bit antisocial because he hasn't hasn't been around too many guinea pigs. Yeah, so Riddle says you have to move the same way at the same time. So I think what is Moo Cow, I'm going to tell Moo Cow that. Mukau, you have to listen to Riddle and learn from Riddle. You both can teach each other. You can teach mm-hmm. Riddle about using your mind, and Riddle can teach you about about guinea pig behavior. Mm-hmm. I'll think about that. I think that we need toys. Do you play with toys? Mukau has a ball in there, like like he like what he told you um, before. It was a while ago that he wanted his ball back. So yeah, um, we we got him a ball, and he has one in there. They don't make too many guinea pig toys, unfortunately. Does he have any idea what he would like? I want a pickup ball, like one he can pick up. He's got and throw one. It. He's got one. Yeah, it's made out of wick, kind of like. It's made out of, I think, hay or something. He could pick it up. Yeah, I think he wants one for Riddle, too. Oh, okay. We can okay. play with that. Oh, well, it seems oh, like he... they just need time to get used to each other. Just keep talking to them, Natasha, about, okay. like, what they can teach each other. Like, Riddle can teach Moo Cow about being a guinea pig and tell tell Moo Cow all about his years of life with lots of guinea pigs, and Moo Cow can talk to Riddle about listening to humans. Okay. And I just wanted to add in there, too, I got Riddle at the L.A. Um, guinea Pig Rescue, so if anybody's thinking about rescuing a guinea pig, it's a wonderful, wonderful place. They had so many, Laura. It was so hard for me to pick because they actually recently rescued from a hoarding situation. Really? So, they have a lot of guinea pigs there, and there's some babies that are even pregnant, and there's so many of them that need to find homes. And on top of that, she goes to all the shelters in the Valley and in L.A. Well, we should see if they could come on the show. That would be great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Latasha, can you send me their contact information? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll definitely do that. The lady is really nice. She's very knowledgeable about guinea pigs. She actually helps the um, – I think it's the um, Orange County Cavity Rescue, which is in Orange oh. County in Garden Grove. She's helped them pair up one of their guinea pigs too, find a home. Oh, great! So they kind of network. Yeah, they network with one another. Oh, that's really good to hear. But yeah, yeah I will so- give you. I'll, I'll give you her contact information. Okay, great. Latasha, thanks for coming on the show today. Keep us posted. I will. Thank you, Laura. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Cool. Um, so if any of you want to see what um, Moo Cow and Riddle look like, you can go on our, our uh, Facebook Pet Psychic Radio page, and she posted a picture of them on there. They're really cute. Yeah, they're under the, the recent post by others section. <laughs> yeah, so Hard check them out there. Because you don't I just know. see the picture at first. <laughs> okay, so we got Karen from New York. Hey, Karen. Hey, hi. Hi, 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 Laura. Hey, Karen. Hi. Um, I'm calling today about my daughter's dog. I posted a picture of him on the Pet Psychic Facebook page. His name is Bally Two Feathers, and he's a Native American Indian dog. He's really beautiful, and he's a pup. He's only about eight months old. And the Native American Indian dog is um, supposedly husky, Shepherd and Chinook dog, and he's very husky-like. He's kind of 
kind of looks like a wolf with shorter legs. And he was diagnosed with severe hip dysplasia, and he's only about eight months old. So I guess my – and he doesn't seem to be in any pain, and he's very active, and he's a handful of a pup. My daughter's doing a – almost looks like he's got wolf in him. He's gorgeous. He does look like that, and I don't believe there's any wolf in him. But, you know, he he's a handful. And, and then she was very distraught to find out that he has this severe dysplasia. She found out when she took, to, took him to have him neutered. So I'm just wondering if he has, you know, what he has to say. If he's uncomfortable, and he's such a handful to take care of, you know, he She's really training him well. She's really trying, and he's sweet. He's got a very sweet temperament. But I'm just wondering what he can tell us about um, about he himself. He's a, sometimes, he's a, sometimes he has a pain in his lower back, mm-hmm. and sometimes it goes up my spine. Mm-hmm. But I can move my front really well. Yeah. And I can fling my neck around really well. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really smart. I pay attention to everything they say. And I'm watching their body. And I see that they move their torso more than me. I don't know why they shift it so much. So, um,. So it's interesting because he's talking about, like, like your daughter's body language when she's training him or when she's interacting with him, and he says that her, his, her upper body, her torso is moving a lot. And so just have her pay attention to what she's doing with her body. Like, is she trying to give him a command with her torso or is, um, or is she just moving so much? And so he's trying to read it because – if she's just moving, like if he's jumping on her or if he's like like uh, encroaching on her space and she's kind of shifting her body, she's moving her body too much and it's confusing him. Okay. So just get her, get her to pay attention to her body. And that's a really good lesson for anyone who's working with a younger dog is that body language is their number one form of communication. Then comes telepathy, then comes voice commands. So it's really important that you watch your body language. And a lot of times the dogs don't even realize that they're trying to read your body language and they don't, but he does. So he's really paying attention to her body, so she's got to really be extra careful with it. I'll tell you that. Great. Thanks, Karen. Yeah, thanks, Karen. Karen, thanks, she, he also said sometimes his left knee hurts. Let's put that out there. Left, left knee. Okay, so, yeah, yeah Karen, left I, knee hurts. He's really beautiful. You all should check out his picture on uh, on Facebook page. Yeah, it is really gorgeous. Okay, we have our guest today, which is the Southern California Golden Retriever Rescue. And uh, we can go to that call now. Hello, Kitty? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm trying to do ten things at one time. Uh, Hi. Hey there. Hi. Stevie, thanks for coming on the show again. Thanks for inviting me on the show again. Yeah, we yeah. have going on, and you do too. Yeah, so tell us about your rescue organization and, and all that you do. Oh, we rescue golden retrievers, golden retriever mixes, and sometimes a few other things sneak in there too. Um, the times are such that, I think if someone has a dog that's injured, they just can't afford it, and they turn them into the shelter. I'd, I'd really rather they turn them in directly to us so that we could avoid that five-day lapse. So mm. just in the last two weeks, we had one that was hitting the knee with a baseball bat. We've had three broken legs. Everyone is doing wonderful and fine. Wow. Yeah, um, yeah. Yesterday we brought four more of our wonderful dogs in from Taiwan. They're just that's a whole separate problem, but they're people turn them out on the street and there's a rescue there that picks them up and 
cures their ails and qualifies them to come into the States. And we have four more of those wonderful babies. Oh, my goodness. Wow, that's such an amazing thing that you do. So you're bringing them in from Taiwan, and so, so do you have affiliates on uh, over there? Like, what what is that like? And what is well, it, what's the situation like over there for Golden? The situation for all dogs is horrible, and just like here, it's just educate, 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 stay and neuter, take a walk around the shelter, see what's going on. You're not going to make money selling dogs. Just spay and neuter them. They're healthier. They're happier. And unless you're actually a breeder breeding for quality, not just advertising on Craigslist, stud needed, you know, if you're breeding for quality, you're a breeder. Um, and and make sure that you can provide for these dogs and cats mm-hmm. and guinea pigs and everything else. Right. So the, the, the rest you... In Taiwan, we always say, does the work and we receive the gift because we get the dogs all disease negative, spayed, neutered, up to date on shots, clean. They obviously have to qualify to come into the country. And they're very pop. I should bring one of those on next time and we'll tell that sad story. Yeah, that story. Gosh. And so tell us about Lewis, who you want to speak to today. Well, Lewis is his story. I don't know what Lewis's story is. He came in and we, uh, my husband and I adopted him because we really just didn't think we trusted anybody with this dog with so many psychoses. He, he is ball crazy, but like we have in the den, there's an antique buffet. So it's a few feet off the ground with spindle legs. He will not get the, go under there to get the ball. He will not drink water by himself he will only drink water if I sit on the floor and hold the bowl in the master bathroom. So much so, if Dave and I are gone for, for several hours during the day, I hire the dog sitter to come in and make sure he has water because I'm afraid he's going to dehydrate and die. So now you have to be holding it? What if you have it raised? No, I have to be there. It's kind of a protection. He sneaks up and he looks around. <coughs> And if one of the other dogs comes in the bathroom, he'll just back off. Something horrible happened to him, enough that in the four or five years we've had him, he will now eat out of a bowl if my husband sits and holds it. But for years, we had to hand feed him. Then we'd hand feed him over the bowl. Then we'd hand feed him with our hand lowered into the bowl. And now he will eat out of the bowl. But you still have to hold it. Okay, and so do we want to ask him? Like, we actually we want, want to ask him and ask him how we can make life better for him and and what this is all about. Yeah, that's really great to sort of focus on the positive about like, I mean, because sometimes at this point, you know, there's like all these um, these sad stories that these rescue dogs go through, and some of them don't want to revisit like what actually happened to them. I mean, some of them it feels good to tell the story and get it out, and other of them, others don't really want to hear the story. They just want you to acknowledge that there was a story and then move forward and give them like visions or pictures in your minds of what the um, that the best. Um, the best scenario could be for them. And so maybe we'll give Louie that option of either him telling us the story of what went on with the bowl or us just telling him that bowls are safe and that whatever happens, you know, don't worry about it. Everything's great now and you're safe every time you drink out of the bowl and you could get sick if you don't drink water. So you have to make sure that you drink water by yourself and that you're safe. Yes. Okay, let me yes. let me let let me see what he says. I actually do like water. I get scared of being attacked while I'm drinking. Cuz I used to get attacked when I was eating and drinking. The dogs would throw me down and growl at me. Every time I'm by a bowl, I feel that way. I feel like people keep me safe. So I'm going to tell him that 
when he's by a bull and he has that feeling of fear that he might get attacked, that to lick and yawn and blink his eyes and to use those calming signals and to really try hard to remember that he's safe now and that he's completely safe around any type of bull and that he can drink and eat freely. Okay. Is he afraid of the other dogs in the house? He says, there's a part of me that believes it and there's a part of me that's scared. But he sleeps between us every night and he's perfectly happy and secure there. Well, what, what happens is that, especially anything that happens up into a year of their life, but even longer, if something happens to them when they're young, they that gets imprinted on them. And in the wild, that keeps them safe. So if he was young and got attacked near a food bowl or a water bowl or both repetitively, Every time he goes near a water bowl or food bowl, that memory is imprinted. And in some situations, that would be something that would keep him safe because then he would flee and he he wouldn't get hurt. But in this situation, it's like an old post-traumatic stress that's coming up, and it's not suiting him at all. And so we have to keep reminding him to know that he has post-traumatic stress to lick and yawn and blink his eyes when he starts to feel that and to remember that he's safe and he's safe with the dogs. Because in reality, he knows that. It's just his instincts that's telling him no. Okay. He's perfectly fine, like at the dog park and outside. He'll run oh, like the wind and chase the ball. It's something, it's absolutely what you're saying. It's something about the <laughs> ball is in the house. And Yeah, he was just with a pack of dogs, and they one, one or many of them didn't like him ever going near the ball. So somebody was resource guarding around him when he was, before he came to you. So can you tell him to please make sure he stays, drinks and he stays hydrated because mommy yeah. worries about him? He said it would help him if there were multiple bowls. Multiple, okay. And and I don't like to have have my back to the to the crowd. So if he could to be able to drink water or eat where he sort of can get where he can see out. Okay. That would be better okay. for me. Okay. So the water bowl should be in the middle. Of the, I'll put the the big one in the middle of the patio so that he can see them. Yeah, yeah, or just make like a little, or even I mean, you can even put it even if he like he said he wanted a couple of water bowls and that would help too because then he'd know that there's others that the other ones could go to. Will you tell them that I love where I am? Oh. Will you tell them that I know what they do for all goldens? And it makes me feel really special to be a part of it. Tell him we love him. And he loves the animals that live in the house. (laughs) And I love the people, too. Oh, that's so sweet. We will put more water bowls down. Yeah, so Stevie, can you tell us your website again? Sure. Our website is... SC for Southern California, GR for Golden Retriever, and the word rescue. So it's SCGRrescue.org. And the dogs change daily. Uh, And they move so fast that I can't even keep up with them. Oh, that's so good to hear. And do you have any events coming up? We have an event in Torrance on May 19th. That should be on the website. We're going to also be on Montana Street on May 19th. Uh, that's all I can remember. We're going to be collecting for a garage sale to support our major medical fund. <laughs> and um, they can check us out on Facebook. Okay, great. And your Facebook page is Southern California Golden Retriever Rescue? Is that right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, oh Laura, thank you so much for talking to Screwy Louie. Oh, would you also oh, ask him? So cute. It's important that you don't call him that anymore because anytime you think, like, if you, even if out of, like, joking, um, if you put that image in your head, that image goes out there to him and to the other dogs. 
and then that will change the whole dynamic. So you want to make sure you want to think really positive things and and try and let go of the story that he's got a problem with the water bowl. I mean, I know right now it's sort of a reality, but we want to try and really envision that that doesn't exist anymore, that he just drinks freely whenever he's thirsty. Awesome when he wants to be called. I know, but it's summer and it's so important. What does he want to be called? Oh, he says he wants to be called Brilliant Mind Louie. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. And that's like the opposite of what you said. That's what you're thinking. <laughs> so is it okay with Brilliant Mind Louie if we put another area rug in the entry hall? He was afraid of it, so we literally took the rug out. I'd like to put another rug there. Brilliant Mind Louie can cope with it. I will be okay, he says. Oh, that's good. <laughs> he's picturing that he's okay with it. Let us know. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you on the website. Thank you. <laughs> he sounds so funny. So cute. Brilliant mind, Louie. I love it. <laughs> So uh, for all of our listeners, again, the website is scgrrescue.org, SCGR for Southern California Golden Retriever, rescue.org. So check them out. Uh, Like she said, there's a lot of um, uh, adoptable pets on there, so check them out. We're going to go move right along to our next caller, Jamie in Goleta. Jamie? Hi. Hi. Good. Who are we going to talk to today? Today, um, I called in a few months ago about my dog, Raja. She's um, a boxer mix, maybe with some lab bird using Ridgeback. We're not really sure. Um, and she actually passed away on Monday night. And Aww. so she was only just a little over two and a half. So she was a baby. Um, and I just wanted to see if she made it over okay and just tell her that I'm sorry and we're all thinking about her, and it's been really rough the past few days. So. Yeah, and so tell me, what um, what did she pass over from? How'd she die? She was um, she was hit by a car. Aww. And um, she actually she actually died in my arms. So I was there, oh. and it was obviously really traumatic. And um, yeah, that's so good that she was been able to terrible. die. Terrible. Yeah. yeah, so nice that you were there, though. Um, yeah, and we okay. have um, another dog and a cat, so they've been kind of down. So just wanted to see how they're dealing with it and if they realize and, you know. Yeah, we, what you can do for them is just kind of explain to them what happened. And what I like to explain, to, and I'll put it out to them, too, but when whenever you have an animal die in the home and then there's there are other animals left, it's, I like to explain to them that that I say to them, you know how when you look at another being that you can see a, a sparkle in the other one's eyes and that there's like a brightness to the one's eyes. And sometimes mm-hmm. what happens is that the body can no longer hold that brightness. And so the brightness has to leave and the body dies. And you kind of picture that in your head, like the body sort of being dead and being gone and and then the brightness sort of living on. And and then I tell them that if you see them and they look a little bit like air or if you see them and they look like you can kind of um, like picture like what a um, what a spirit might look like to you or like a flash of light or the wind. And, and if you feel them around, that's really them and it's okay to talk to them because that brightness is their spirit and it still holds a consciousness. I think that's really important right. to tell them. Because the um, a lot of times the animals don't know that there is an afterlife. I mean, many of them do, but many of them don't also. And they mm-hmm. might see the spirits of the animals around, the animal that passed, and it can be really scary mm-hmm. for them. They can sometimes think it's a memory or they think like it's it's like their imagination playing tricks on them. And it can be really frightening. Right. So 
um, it's good to tell them and tell them that they can talk to them. And then that gives them the power because animals can see the spirits way better than most people can. So it's kind of comforting mm-hmm. to them. To, but let me get – Okay, I'll Raja? definitely do that. They, Raja. 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 Okay. Okay. She says that she's in heaven and that she's running clever in heaven. And she's what? She's running clever, and she's sort of saying like, um, like she's learning, uh, like how not to get hit by a car. <laughs> like she's like she's watching what she's doing. She says she's practicing running up hills. I'm doing that so that my soul can become stronger. One day I want to come back to Earth. Now I'm here because my soul needs to learn a lesson. I want to tell Mom I'm sorry I had to leave her like that. It was super freaky scary. When I got hit, I was like, uh-oh. But then I had doggy playdates come for me. And then the doggy playmate said, run with me up this hill. Did she know what the other dog looked like? Did she know the dog? Uh, yeah, let me see. There was a white dog with a black spot on its eye. Do you know who that is? No, I don't know. And one with a short stubby tail. And a big butt. Yeah, and a big butt. Well, do you know who that is? My old dog (laughs) who died when I was 16 was um, an Australian shepherd with a short stubby tail and a big butt. Oh, cute. Aw. She said, I want you to know, Mom, that when I died, you realized something. Mm-hmm. She said that you learned that accidents are scary, but they're also for a reason. Is that true? That the accident was for a reason? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, mean, I don't know yeah. if there's a reason. Yeah. Like that that we needed her to go? Not that you needed me to go, but you have to be super careful in the future. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. She she yeah. died. I I threw the ball and it hit it hit something and flew into the street and that's how she was hit. So I feel oh. so guilty about that. Oh. She says you don't need to feel guilty. Yeah. She said she should have looked. I should have looked. Yeah. <laughs> and right now there's somebody telling me I'm okay. So she's saying that right now, right now she got a little sad in heaven that she wasn't with you and that there's like an angel in heaven that was telling her she's okay. It's still so close to when she died. She hasn't been there for very long. Mm-hmm. The longer that they're they're there, the more that they can sort of tell you like why they passed. But she does have this feeling like she did pass for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I believe that anyway that everyone passes for a reason. But there are some freak accidents. But but it's like yeah. she she knows that there's a reason why she had to go when she was young. She just doesn't necessarily know the reason yet. Can you tell her that her, so she was actually my brother's dog, and I was I adopted her for him because he moved, 
to New York, mm. but he never got to see her again. So maybe you could tell her that, you know, her dad misses her and loves her and is going to think about her for the rest of his life. He, she says sometimes she goes and visits him and she rolls on his lap to onto her back. Look <laughs> at him, like, sitting on the couch and she's, like, rolling on her back. Yeah, they have um, a picture. Actually, that's his Facebook picture right now of her rolling on his lap on a couch on her back. Oh, really? Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. So she says she's doing that in heaven. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I'm so sorry for your loss. And it's one yeah. of the things that you can do is is really pay attention to like when you think of her because very often when they pass over they come to us and they like wrap their souls around us and they come and visit us and and often they'll put like memories in our minds and so it's really important that whenever you think about her, that you sort of think about what you were thinking about the moment before, because you'll find that sometimes you weren't thinking about her at all, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. she pops her head. And so that's her come back, and come back to say that she's around you. And um, mm-hmm. sometimes you see them out of the corner of your eye, or sometimes they can reflect light um, or or make a gentle breeze or bring their smell Mm -hmm. or the sound of their collar. There's lots of things that they can do, but really focus and 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 try not to feel guilty for for that. That's an accident that that could happen to anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Thank you. That helped a lot. Thanks, Jamie. Take care. Oh, that's so sad. Accidents are the hardest so fast, you know. Especially when they're so young. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to Yvonne in Florida. Hi. Hey, Yvonne. Hi. I also had a cat pass. She was uh, 17, however, and had been just a super cat. Like some cats are almost like people. I mean, I've never had one like her before, but I could talk to her. She seemed to understand what we said. Now, her sister, who was also 17, uh, died within four days of her. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just after her passing, we saw, we went on a walk and saw a possum and heard an owl. And the the other kitty's name was Hootie. So possum and Hootie, we got a message, definitely. I just wondered, um, does she understand how much we appreciated her? Was your one cat named Possum? Possum and one named Hootie. Uh huh. Possum. No, and you saw a possum and heard an owl. Yes. That is uh, so amazing. <laughs> I had asked for a, uh, a significant walk. You know, we walk along the Pinellas Trail, and those oh were the God, only two animals we saw that night. Oh my- yeah. Wow! Can you ask for a TV show for me and I? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's listening. <laughs> yeah, um, I just wonder does she understand oh, how much we appreciated her? She took care of me when I was sick. She had okay. cancer and we tried to we had did everything we could, uh, chemo and surgery. Does she forgive us for all that? <laughs> okay, and so can you tell me what she looked like? She was a calico. Um okay. and very funny. She had a sense of humor. She could make us laugh. She would True to her name, Possum, that someone had named her before we got her, we rescued her. But she would get into trash. She would have little things on her face from getting under the the refrigerator. Oh, cute. Okay, I got her. Hold on. Mom, I want to tell you it's wonderful here. Cancer doesn't exist in heaven. She what? I'm sorry. She says cancer doesn't exist in heaven, oh. and the only thing that exists is the memory of people loving you and trying. Oh. The side effects don't exist. So what she's saying is, like, when she looks back on her life, 
she doesn't have the memory of like having cancer or she doesn't have the memory of experiencing like any of the treatments that you gave her, the side effects that they would make her feel. What she remembers is the love and the, 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 um, the will for her to live. Good. And I also remember all the talks. And the softness of faces up against me. I'm sorry, faces? And the softness of faces up against me, like ah. if you like put your face close to her. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she remembers you calling her and her trotting when she was younger. She says, in heaven, Hootie is bright-eyed. She says, Hootie is really smart about finding new passageways. (laughs) She finds finds safe passageways to different dimensions. Oh, wow. And And we explore together. Wow. And we love it. You would sort of think of it as being tropical here. Oh. But none of the animals are poisonous. Oh, good, because Hootie was bitten by a snake when she was a kitten. <laughs> oh, she was? Oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting. That's why they said that then. Uh-huh. Oh, how neat. Wow. <laughs> Gosh. That's neat. She sounds like she's in a wonderful place. Well, good. We just miss her so much. I, uh, it's like another person gone, you know. Yes, I know. They really become like our children. Even though we adopted 12, but she stood out. She could teleport. I mean, she could be in one place. You'd go into another room and she was there. And my <laughs> children and my husband, never. we never saw her move there. She would just be there. Oh, my gosh, that's neat. Yeah, she yeah. was a uh, super cat, uh, Uber. Yeah, it sounds like Hootie might have had some of that, too. <laughs> Did she? <laughs> Hootie powers. <laughs> <laughs> Hootie powers, that's cute. <laughs> well, Karen, thanks so much for calling well, in. thank you very much. I feel wonderful yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Bye. So, we only have... Um, Sorry, I'm Yvonne, sorry, I go called ahead. Her the wrong name. Oh, called her the wrong name. Uh, yeah, that was Yvonne and uh, Hootie and Possum. Those are really cute names, by the way. So cute. And how amazing is that, that she saw a possum and heard an owl? And yeah, that's that so was, cool. like, You didn't get a clear sign from heaven. That's amazing. Um, we only have a few minutes left, so let's get to the next caller and... Um, I think we have Ann. Hey, Ann. Hi. Hey, so we only have a few minutes, so we're going to go fast because I wanted right. to get to you because you posted your um, cat's picture on our website. So uh, go ahead. Tell us all about it. Okay, so here's what happened. I rescue um, pigs and feral cats, and I'm working on a feral cat colony project right now, and the cats keep having kittens after then I can trap them and neuter them. Um, so one mother had a litter of kittens, and she didn't take care of them, so I trapped her and the kittens, and I brought them to the rescue that I work with. Um, She still didn't nurse the kittens, so we had to take the kittens and bring them to the vet, and the vet is bottle-feeding them, but the mother is still there, and she doesn't understand, I think, why she got suddenly trapped in the middle of the night and brought to this strange place, and she's, like, freaking out, and she's feral, so she's very scared. Um, And I did post her picture, so I was wondering if you could just explain to her why all of a sudden she got scooped up and taken to this strange place. Okay, uh, she's beautiful. So what's, what's going to happen to her? So what can I tell her is the future well, for her? See, the, the colony she came from, the house is being foreclosed on, so I have to relocate the whole colony. So now that oh. I've trapped her, um, and the, the colony is going to be without a feeder, and they're, gonna, they're basically going to be abandoned, so... Because the rescue I brought her to is willing to keep her, she's separated from the rest of them. And I know that's going to be very hard, but I need to somehow explain to her that 
she's going to be stayed and then she's going to go back to this strange place where she is and that's where she's going to have to live. Now, and she's going to be inside or outside or what's, what's her, is she going to be an in? She's going to be part of the cat colony that's at that rescue. And there oh, are other okay. feral cats she's going to be there. around other cats. And she's going to be around other cats. And is she going to be a pot-bellied manor? Is it a pot-bellied pig place? Yep, it's the pot belly pig place. They also have other species, and they have a feral cat colony, and they're willing to take her as part of that cat colony. Oh, that's so, so neat. A- I'm going to tell her that. That is a really special place. She's actually really – that's what we want to think to her is that right. – that, and, and you can tell her, too, you know, it's important that, that when you rescue her and when you have her, you tell her, like, just go on and on about how special right. this new place is, and they rescue pigs and – and cats, and she's going to make new friends, and, and yeah. she's really lucky. She's going to be safe for her whole life. And Okay, let me tell her. And her name is Lucy, huh? She's well, cute. I was trying to communicate with her, and that name came to my mind. So I'm thinking I, maybe. Yeah, I love that name. I think you should call her that. Hold on. Okay. I want to say I understand a little bit. She's been trying to tell me, but she talks really fast. Oh, so she, can she hear me trying to tell her? Yeah, she says, can you slow down a little bit? Oh, and so, okay. And so when you talk to her, you just want to, like, picture everything that you're saying. And because she's been feral, she hasn't been used to a lot of people talking to her. So picture everything you're saying and kind of do it in slow motion. Okay. Okay, good. All right. She says, I'm glad we're being taken care of. I miss the daylight. Okay. And I miss being outside. I know, but she'll be outside again. She just has to stay inside for a little while. I was kind of getting a stomach ache. I know. She had a belly full of kittens. Don't look at me too much. Okay. When you look at me, look away. Okay. Even if I'm looking at you. <laughs> and so that's just her calming signal. She just wants humans to look at her and then look away more. And she's been so good. She's been trying. She actually did let one of the owners touch her the other day. So that was very brave of her. I'm thinking maybe I could be a companion. Maybe. I don't want to live wild all the time. I hate getting pregnant. I'm going to tell her she's going to get spayed, and that's going to make sure that she doesn't get pregnant. And so when she goes under and gets her belly cut open, that that's so that she doesn't, like, she doesn't get pregnant and feel those hormonal changes anymore. Yeah. That would be so good. Oh, good. Humans have amazing things they can do to animals. Yeah. I think that maybe this is the start of something wonderful. Oh, my God, how cute is that? That makes me want to cry. That is so sweet. I'm so happy because I was so worried. I literally, like, scooped her up in the middle of the night with her kittens and uprooted her from everything. Oh, that's so great. When you do stuff like that, I really want you to focus on – because I know – because a lot of people who rescue animals, they, they're very, very empathetic. And so very often they have the animals in their care and they can feel, whether they're conscious of it or not, everything that the animal is fear, feeling. You know, and that's, like, that's my problem is I can, that's, I'm so empathetic that I can physically feel it. Yes. And so what I want you to do is note that you can feel that and say to them, wow, I feel how intense this is for you but you have no idea how the future can be even better. And then you just want to picture them be like, you have got to see that the future, and then you picture what their future is going to be like, the most ideal situation for them, and you say to them, you keep focusing on how wonderful this is going to feel for you. And every time you get that gut-wrenching fear, whatever that is in your body, you just try and transform it into the best feeling that could be for them. And hold, keep holding that in your mind because that can be so strong for them. Because they then they'll know, like, wow, 
there is actually a future that I can have that I didn't even imagine yet. And then they can slowly begin to feel what that feels like. And you can say to them, like, I realize that there are going to be times during this process where you're going to have old memories and you're going to may feel scared or you may go back into that place. And you, when that comes up, you just keep focusing on how great your future is going to be and how great your present is now and how safe you are and how you're always going to be fed. And that can help you end them. Okay. I know exactly how that feels. Like you go home and it just stays with you, you know, and you just go to sleep and that story is staying with you and it's so important that when you're alone even you just think about imagine the best possible scenario for them and what's so cool about that is that if they do go into rescue organizations where they need to find homes after that you putting that ideal situation out there will help attract the best person for them and will attract the good home for them okay so thank you so much you and Thank, Thank you. you. You're so wise. Thanks so much, <laughs> Anne. So Anne um, posted on our Facebook page, and I think she has her website on there. Um, yeah. You can check that out. Uh, I think it's pot. Uh, let me find it here, actually. Potbellymanor.org. Pot yes, org. So check that out. Maybe we can have them on sometime as our, our rescue I- guests. I would love to have them on. Yeah, that sounds like they have a really cool program going on there. So with the feral cats and the pigs, I want to yeah, go. Right? <laughs> well, I want to go there. How fun would that be? <laughs> I know. Um, so also for anyone who's listening who might be associated with a animal rescue organization, we're always looking to have uh, new guests on. So please email us at thepetpsychic. Uh, I'm sorry, PetPsychicRadio at gmail.com. That's PetPsychicRadio at gmail.com. And uh, we'd love to have you on. And we'd like to have all kinds of animals. So it's not just dogs and cats. We like any animals. So it would be great to have, you know, different kinds of species and things. Uh, yeah. Words of wisdom, two minutes left. Anyone? Anyone calling Stormy. out? Stormy, honey. Sorry, sorry. I just woke him up. Stormy, honey. Words of wisdom. Come on, think it up. What do you want to say? <laughs> think it up. <laughs> <laughs> think it up, Stormy. <laughs> Everyone needs to eat vegetables. Did he say that once before? No. No, oh, everyone needs to eat vegetables. He's been on a vegetable kick. He's been eating tons of yogurt and tons of vegetables. Wow. Get out, Stormy. Imagine your animal's body healthy. And imagine eyes mom and eyes body healthy. Oh, thanks, Storm King. I know, that's so sweet. He's thinking about you. (laughs) That's so (laughs) sweet. My mom is actually doing better when I talked to her the other day, so. Oh, really? Yeah. I know, we'll see what happens. Um, (laughs) well thanks to everyone for listening Storm King for words of wisdom any last words yeah uh, Rosa Eyes Cat is saying that everybody should stretch every day (laughs) stretch every day for wisdom to enter your being she says smart Rosa stretch every day (laughs) what was it for wisdom to enter your being. Whoa. That's a little I know. wisdom of the day quote. I know. <laughs> <Rosa. Rosa. laughs> okay, check us out at thepetpsychic.com. That's Laura's website, thepetpsychic.com. we got our Facebook page at Pet Psychic Radio. Follow Laura at The Pet Psychic. And we will see you next Thursday. Same time, same place. Blog Talk Radio. Pet Psychic Radio. And uh, anything else, Laura? I think that's it. That was a good okay. show. See you guys yeah, next week. Find pet. Think positive. Think positive. Think positive.